It's Couple Take. Take us to your leader. Take off your pants. Take me to bed or lose me forever. With Dave and Beth and their take. Take your easy there, Pilgrim. On relationships, family, and life. I can't take it anymore. Welcome to another edition of Couple Take. It's Dave and Beth. Hello. Thanks for listening. Yep. I'm wearing my Chicago Cubs hat in memory of our unplanned weekend in Chicago following our honeymoon. (laughs) <laughs> and our side trip to Wrigley Field and some of the fun stuff we did in Chicago. And also in memory of the late, great Ron Santo, one of my favorite third basemen of all time for the Cubs. Did he die? Yeah, he did, unfortunately. I think he, I think he had diabetes and passed away at a young age. Oh, I didn't know anything about that. <laughs> yeah. I don't really like baseball. I know you sport. don't. I did when I was younger. I don't as much anymore. But I do love the Cubs hat because it represents all the teams... And all the fans who have never won a big championship before, and the Cubs haven't done this for a long, long time. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of baseball. You know what I am a big fan of, though, is basketball. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you saw, because maybe this isn't the thing that you'd be interested in, but apparently um, on TV, LeBron flashed his junk to everybody during, I think it was during the uh, (laughs) national anthem. He was adjusting things downstairs and pulled his shorts forward a little bit much and showed everybody what his mama gave him. I love to play with my penis because it's so wiggly. Shame that the cameras were there to capture little James there on camera. Or maybe not so little James. I I, I, For research purposes only, Uh I did look at the video. And uh, yeah, I wouldn't call that little little LeBron. That's big LeBron right there. Uh Uh-huh. Slow motion or just regular frame by frame? Well, it was really... (laughs) (laughs) Well, not frame by frame, but, uh, you know, slower, faster than frame by frame slower than regular motion Mm. so it was uh yeah it was interesting you know but here's the difference if it were a woman inadvertently flashing her rack Mm -hmm. y'all would be frame by frame in that freeze framing it you'd have it as your screensaver probably i guess it's your contention that um women's bodies are a bigger turn on for everyone than men's bodies are well i think I think women, we can all agree that there's really nothing objectively attractive about a man's package. Really? Yeah. It's I not mean, what you tell me all the time. <laughs> well, here's the, here's the... Okay. Oh, God. Well, I mean... Hi, Mom. <laughs> but, you know, the, no, the thing is, is that you can look at, a, and most men can, women's boobs or women's whatever and think that that's good looking, whereas, you know, I can look at your... I, you know, because mm-hmm. I know who's attached to it. But oh, yeah, I'm okay. not going to sit there and look at anonymous photographs of penises. It's okay. not attractive. All right. Uh, and yeah, I get, get you on that. And I think, again, it's been proved over and over by science that men are more visual creatures than women when it comes, comes to being turned on. We men like visual. You women like the brain to be stimulated, I think, first and foremost. Yes, mostly we do like the brain to be stimulated. Although I will say we are more visual when it comes to directions because we tend to find our way to places via landmarks, whereas you guys know, like, it's five miles. So it's not always, it's not just that, you know, men are more visual than women. Women are visual in certain things, just not that. And maybe there's a reason for that because junk is not attractive. (laughs) Okay. Just saying. Some junk is not attractive, I guess. I mean, it's just like anything else, too. I mean, there are good-looking guys and good-looking girls facially, and others not so much. So, but well, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. So you're saying mind over eyeballs. Mm-hmm. So here's my thing. I think if a guy is really attractive, but that guy is dumb, I I can't even think. I don't think the same holds true for for men. Well, 
Uh, well, for me, for me, it's different. I mean, because you're intelligent, and it's important to me that you're intelligent. Mm-hmm. It's a turn on. Um, and there's all, yet, yeah. You had a couple of previous wives. Were, were they smart, Dave? Mm, were they super smart? Are we going down the previous <laughs> spouse trail, Beth? Because no, two no, can no. play that game. <laughs> oh, he was smart. Uh, and then there's also the uh, other equation about uh, good-looking facially or bad-looking facially, but a good body. Like uh, a like guy a- or a girl who has a great body, but their face isn't so hot. Would, where do you come down on that from a woman's perspective? God's honest truth, I come down on personality. Mm-hmm. For me, if a guy is funny... He makes him more attractive. If a guy is a jerk, I don't care how hot he is. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not into it. Mm-mm. So fortunately for you, you have a good combination of funny and good looking. So you put those <laughs> together and you're, you're an attractive guy. Even in my Cubs hat? Yes, even <laughs> in your Cubs hat, honey. <laughs> and of course, uh, this also ties into an article we read in the New York Times this past Sunday about a new drug that increases women's libido. I got to be honest, dumbest thing I've ever heard. Really? Yeah. Well, when you read about the statistics, they were saying that some of the side effects like fatigue, nausea, fainting, dizziness, it seems like a lot to go through just to avoid getting a headache. But And then the other thing they were saying is that I think it only, the, the control group versus the placebo group, they only had like one more pleasurable experience. And I, I got to tell you- Per month or something Per like month. Yeah. yeah, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. I think that there are definitely ways for women to have more pleasurable experiences that don't involve the women taking medication. You know why? Because I think that men don't really get what I call. We were talking about this a couple of months ago. I call it chore play. Mm-hmm. Like if if you <laughs> wash the dishes. Have you? By the way, have have you um <laughs> have, have you I pat- trademarked that? Have you trademarked that? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I should. Have you checked that for against like a website like choreplay.com or anything? Because I, I think know. it's a great phrase, and I'd well, never heard it before. Had you read it somewhere? Or is that your own phrase? No, I, but I don't. I don't think I'm the first person to ever say it. Okay. But I didn't read it someplace else. But mm-hmm. no, but it's true. There is a t- there is a few weeks ago. You were well, maybe months ago now. You were washing the dishes and putting stuff away. And I was like, damn, you look hot washing those dishes. And you were <laughs> laughing at me. But it's really true. If, if I surveyed 20 of my girlfriends and they said, and I said, what could your husband do that would put you in the mood? Our survey said. I guarantee you at least half of them would say something around the house. No question about it. The drug is very controversial because of the factors that you mentioned, the fact that it has some downside and some side effects that aren't so good. And uh, it also has not been proven to be overly effective in that control group that you mentioned. Uh, and uh, also, I, mean, I, I think there's, you know, there's detractors and there's um, supporters on both sides of the aisle here. And they've been going back and forth on this issue for years. I think the drug was rejected, I think, two or three times. Yeah, that's what I read. Before mm-hmm. it finally got approved. Well, what do you think about it, Dave? Good or bad? Well, I, th- I think I tried Viagra. I, I didn't. Wait, what? I tried Viagra years ago. Oh, you know, okay. And it didn't. It didn't do anything for me, and Cialis as well. So I mean, I don't know if most of the time it's all in your head, whether you're a man or a woman. Well, you know, as far as Viagra and Cialis are concerned, I, I can tell you. First of all, I'll say one thing. The one thing that Viagra and Cialis has absolutely ruined is Sunday football and and th- Monday night football because I can't sit there and watch a football game with my 11-year-old son because every other ad is a Cialis or a Viagra ad and I'm clicking as fast as I possibly can to get it off the television so that's awful but I do and, think and that- before you move on I loved it when we were watching a game last year with 
with the 11 year old who I think it was 10 at the time and his takeaway from one of those commercials was man he's way too old for her <laughs> remember that yes that is a whole other bo- a <laughs> exactly. whole other boat but um no I, I think that for men there's definitely can be physiological reasons why things aren't necessarily working downstairs mm-hmm. and I think for the right reasons Viagra and Cialis can be effective in those situations but I think for women, just like you said earlier, for us, it's really psychological. Like I said, there could be a hot guy, and if he's a jerk, we're, we're out. And I think that, like I said, I think men just, you know, you guys need to think of new and creative ways to turn women on. Well, the women who are advocates of this drug say that if it doesn't get passed, and it has, and if it doesn't get through, it's sexism. That's what they said, right? And because the guys can have the drugs why can't the girls have the drugs? So if you're opposed to this, Beth, you and I know you are someone who is a feminist, you're you're basically I don't know, you're all I'm not I'm not a po I don't think that women don't have a right to a drug like this if it were actually effective. If they said, Oh my god, women went from having no sex drive to incredibly high sex drive mm-hmm. as a result of this drug, and they went from having no um you know, no satisfying experiences to use the term of the study right. to having, you know, 10 or 12, that'd be great. But one more to me, the benefit is not worth the risk. I think it's really more about the bottom line than it is about getting busy. The name of the drug is also kind of funny to me. It's flybanserin. Well, that's just the, that's just the, the molecule name. That's mm. not necessarily the, the retail name. So maybe we need to uh, get folks to write us at our gmail address which is couple take podcast at gmail.com with ideas for the name of the new drug <laughs> <laughs> i think that could be fun in and of itself mm-hmm. you're a guy i am what? <laughs> wow last time i checked it's a man baby what do you think turns women on oh, oh I, I i certainly think that it's it's all about the the lead up to the event itself and you know, do they have a good relationship with their spouse or their significant other in the hours leading up to the act? I think you know. Are, are oh, they... it's like months, Dave, leading <laughs> up to it. It's not hours; it's months. Are they conversing with each other? Is, is there are there some witticisms going back and forth? Do they feel like they connected emotionally and intellectually during that day? I think that's all very important for women. Yeah, and let me paraphrase that for you guys who are listening. If you were a jackass sometime <laughs> during the day, you're not getting any at night. Okay, that's that's really the bottom line. I mean, is that is that an accurate? Um, I think so. Summation of what you just said. I think it is. Okay. All right. And I think that's really true. But like I said, I think for women, it really is about what goes on over the course of the day. If more men would just wash a dish, at some point, you know what? You wouldn't need a pill. That's all I'm saying. All right. We're going to talk more in the second half of this edition of Couple Take about things that turn guys and girls on or off, and we've reached halftime right now, which means. Another couple take, true or false? My turn this week, true or false? I once vomited all over my bed and instead of cleaning it up, made the bed like normal and went off to school like nothing happened. Was this at prep school or at home? No, it was at home. I was, <gasps> I was, well, if it's theoretically. A true, theoretically, I was seven or eight at I'm, the time. I'm going to give that a true. It was a true one. Yep. <laughs> and you know what? Mm. Every mom listening to this has had their child 
pee in your bed and you've done almost exactly the same thing. You throw a towel over it and you just pretend it never happened until the next day. Yeah. I think when I came home from school later that evening, it was my mom who found it and then questioned me on the whole thing. And I said, well, geez, I was, I was just embarrassed. I didn't know what to do. You know? How did you sleep in it? Well, I didn't. I didn't. I woke up in the morning and there it was. So you did sleep in it. You well, obviously I had, had sl- something. Yeah, I had slept so in it. So basically you lived the life of a college frat guy when you were seven. At the age of eight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, and g- getting into mom's tequila earlier no, that evening. No, come on. Is that how you, I should have used that as the true or false. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> All right. Well, we've learned something about you today. On to the second half of Couple Take today. And the topic is libido control or libido enhancement. So what, so let me ask you, Dave, what, well, this is kind of really a stupid question, I guess. What, what turns a guy on or you specifically or guys in general? Although I'd say guys in general and you are kind of different. Mm. One Swedish made penis enlarger pump. That's not mine. Yeah, I don't know if we want to be talking specifics here. My God, <laughs> you know. Um, Why I talked about my want for you to wash my dishes. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I also like it. I mean, I mean, I might like it if you, <laughs> I don't know, put on some. You guys can't see him right now. He's so embarrassed. His face <laughs> is totally red. Yeah, uh, we yeah, actually years ago there was a, a a personal ad placed in one of the alternative newspapers in town. We talked about it quite a bit on one of the radio shows we did. It was really funny. It was placed by a guy, and the ad was in search of two girls to come over to his house dressed in tight cutoff jean shorts. Mm -hmm. He wanted them to tar his driveway while he sat in a chair and watched. Well, how much was he paying for having the driveway tarred? I don't don't recall what the going rate was. Did he supply the tar? Yeah, yeah, but that was his... Fantasy, and he well, wrote maybe about, it wasn't his fantasy. He was just looking for a cheap way to get his driveway tarred. Maybe it was. <laughs> it was good, or maybe driveway tarring is like a euphemism for something else that sounds very painful. <laughs> I don't know, but I thought that was pretty cool. And it just it just goes to show you that everyone has something that turns them on. We had an intern one time on the radio show who liked to go to web a website that featured um, naked pregnant chicks. Oh my God! And Are you was, serious? And that was his turn on. He really was turned on by that. I, I didn't even want to have sex with myself when I was pregnant, <laughs> much less anybody else. I mean, oh, God. Although, you know, I have read about women who get really, their sex drive is really high when they're pregnant. But the idea of someone wanting to look at pregnant women, God. Yeah, well, Although, you know, it's funny. Mm. It's funny you should say that. I was reading an article the other day about a woman who's, Kind of, she the the start of the article was that she was trying to get to say I don't know I want to say like four hundred pounds. She was like eighteen years old, and she ended up having she has like a webcam a website where she wears like a little bathing suit, and guys can I don't know connect or whatever you do with a pornographic webcam. But and she said that the thing that most men request to watch her do is what do you think? Eat a stock of celery. I don't know. Eat it. Eat. Yeah. Eat like a sandwich yeah. or a pizza. And she said, like the the like the greasier or whatever it is that she was eating, oh. the more they liked it. Like, well, she had maybe a sexy mouth. 
that they enjoyed. I, I don't. I mean, she was she's she's a big girl. I mean, like if I could see your mouth is sexy. Julia Roberts has sexy lips. Oh my God! Stop talking about I'm my just mouth. Saying, this is like I'm, every single podcast you bring up my mouth. You just People ate just a banana. You left the peel right here in front of me. I'm telling you, I can't get up right now. I just I ate the banana. I, I didn't do anything graphic with the banana people okay you just ate it stoop to that it's level it's what i saw you doing it's important <laughs> chewing is that, what, is that what you're hoping for yeah. bite it and chew it yeah yeah okay that that really is a fetish <laughs> but it just goes to show you that everyone that people have different turn-ons sometimes very bizarre and you know mm-hmm. we read about that you and i both in the book that we had hanging around the house as a kid everything you always wanted to know about sex but, but we're, we're afraid to ask but we're afraid to ask yeah and then you get 50 shades of gray and you're afraid to watch mm-hmm. let me tell you that was really interesting too is so many women now this was obviously a couple months ago so many women i know including myself read 50 shades of gray right and um i'll say that you know it's sort of interesting and you're kind of like oh that's sort of hot although you know as a, in a criticism of the book it gets a little repetitive after a while you're sort of skipping through those scenes you're like jesus christmas how many times can you listen to her talk about this but anyway watching it on on the movie screen mm-hmm. i was horrified i and and i'm pretty liberal when it comes to that kind of thing i was horrified like i at one point i actually covered my eyes and i think i went <gasps> And so are a lot of other women. So it, it's interesting. I think what's what sounds like a good idea in concept, maybe in practice, not so much. Bring it back to a sports angle that we started off with, because again, I'm wearing my Chicago Cubs baseball cap today. Only, only Dave could go from Fifty Shades of Grey to some sports thing. Follow along, Beth, and you'll see I'm where I'm headed here. Uh, which type of athletes do you find sexiest? Because you said you like basketball as a sport. Don't care for baseball as much. Oh, but the- what about guys in the tight-fitting baseball outfits versus soccer players with their legs exposed or basketball players with their legs exposed? Uh, do you like you know football guys with the quarterback's ass? I mean, I, I, I don't know. What what do you like sports-wise when it comes to guys? I don't know that I ever um, picked a guy based on his sport. Well, wait a minute. Au contraire there. In high school, you lusted after the son of the track and field coach yeah but i didn't i lust i <laughs> i joined track and field because i lusted after the track and field coach's son okay. not i didn't i didn't say hey there's the track team let me pick one all right so is there any sport where you're watching where you say yes yeah, guys are pretty sexy in those outfits there well i will say and this isn't just because of you i, I mean definitely the soccer players i mean they, they seem to be super fit whereas you watch like football players some mm-hmm. of those guys are kind of not so much, but you know, all in all, you know, years ago I worked for an orthopedic surgeon in New York and we saw both football players and baseball players. And I said to you before, the football players were the nicest guys you could ever want to meet. And the baseball players were the biggest jerks hmm. ever. Now I'm not saying that that's universally applicable. I'm just saying that we, I met Phil Sims, nicest guy on the planet. So I don't know. I'm going to go with soccer players and football players. All right. And I'm not just saying this because you like to run, but I am the most turned on by female track and field athletes. I think they have the best bodies, especially the ones. Well, it's not like you're watching female football. (laughs) Well, no, but I mean, there's, there's WNBA basketball. Brittany Griner, not so much. Doesn't do it for me. It's okay. You don't do it for her either. (laughs) So it works out. (laughs) Uh, Women's soccer players, eh, eh, okay, a little bit. But the track and field stars, especially the pole vaulters and the hurdlers. I'm not vaulting your pole, Dave. I don't do that. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) So the bottom line is this. 
I don't think that women need a pill if you want their libido to increase. I think that men just need to be maybe a hair more considerate and think think outside the mattress when they're trying to think of ways to turn their women on. Well, there's some lobbyists in Washington, D.C. who are very angry at you. And if they hear this, they can write you hate mail <laughs> at our Gmail address. Which is coupletakepodcast at gmail.com. You just write, write to me. That's fine. I'm ready. Send Beth the hate mail. Send me the good stuff. You got it, honey. All right. Well, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Dave and Beth with Couple Take. So, like, take off.